This podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains adult language and subject matter. Listeners, please be advised. Welcome back. This is Drinking With Your Ex. I am Bonnie Neal. Yeah, I am Blake Thompson. And we are doing this podcast mainly because he and I are exes. We dated, we don't want to talk about how long ago it was. We dated, we were, we're, we're exes. and now It we're... was the turn of the century. The towers were still in the air. The towers were still in the air. You used to work at Sam Goody's in the World Trade Center one. Nice. But back in the day, we have been friends much longer than we were dating. And we both find ourselves in this remarkably fun situation of being single and over 40 with really strong opinions about why each one of us is still single and over 40. And what type of person we think the other should date. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got plenty of opinions. We're probably totally wrong, but still plenty of opinions. So we decided to share that uh, wonderful experience and knowledge with you. This is our podcast. It has three rules. Blake, what's the first rule? The first rule is each episode is inspired by a cocktail and or liquor of choice. Second rule is that we each get to introduce the other one, thus engaging in the timelessly fun edge play of having your ex introduce you to the world. Bonnie's favorite. Is it though? Is it? Anyway, and our third rule which is actually the wildly popular rule, you all seem to like it, is that we... To enjoy the emotional evisceration that comes with it. Yes, exactly. So much fun. Yes. The third rule is each one of us, based off the topic of choice, gets to ask the other an uncomfortable question. And the other one must answer. No backsies, no timeouts. There is a willingness to go through lots of uncomfortable silence answer motherfucker yes and as each one of us since we are doing this live from bonnie's house we can stare at each other while we wallow and try to answer and this is actually one of the fun things about it being your ex and that you really you know the basic compassion of friendship is gone and i'm like no motherfucker <laughs> fucking answer i'm here for it right now so yeah especially if the other knows the answer already and just wanted to ask the question to watch the other squirm i mean i was raised by a lawyer i never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to but um fun funness thank you guys for coming back this has been just wildly fun and our second season is kicking off and being real popular uh we have a patreon and we have various different ways you can subscribe 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 we will keep including that in all of the posts that we do thank you guys this has just been so much fun and we're also gonna have swag out there too we're gonna have some stickers coming in soon stickers i love it we'll also maybe have coasters and let's not promise the swag we've not been able to pull it off thus far hopefully the swag will show up magical swag <laughs> magical swag magical swag will be available eventually <laughs> keep it coming anyway this week's topic is fun uh, we we talked about it and we decided to kind of get on a roll it's basically the rules of fight club can it be fair <laughs> the idea of how to fight fair and fighting fair within relationships and couples and friendships households and, and friendships and all oh yeah so this is actually a wide topic for fighting fair oh yeah you know and we we kind of well and here's the thing uh well we'll get into that actually let's get into first this week's episode is brought to you by go for it blake this week's episode is brought to you by old granddad because where do we get all these bad toxic masculinity <laughs> like rules about fighting i mean let's be honest sorry granddad yep sorry boomer generation we're calling you out you know what you did <laughs> 
Excellent. And the second rule. All right. I'm going to go first. I actually have one. Oh, right on. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet my ex-boyfriend, Blake Thompson, who might have found the actual perfect Irish pub finally here in Austin, Texas last night. It's called Kelly's Irish. And when I saw him there, he was in his corner seat at the bar (laughs) right next to the door like a bouncer he is. Drinking a perfectly poured Guinness and with a smile the size of Texas over his fucking face. Wow, that was a really nice introduction. You want to come see? Like, I could be nice. I'm a nice one. It's true. You guys, we're going we're gonna to do a poll. We're going to vote about who's a nice one, who loves you. Just like, <clears throat> <laughs> Allow me to introduce my ex-girlfriend, Bonnie Neal, from the turn of the century. Bonnie Neal just got back from a globe-trotting expedition out to California to expand her business and make herself a fantastic entrepreneur. Oh, that's also really kind of nice. It's true. Mm. I uh, absolutely true. It was it was fun. I did uh, L.A., Palm Springs, and San Diego, and it was like magical. I understand why people live out there, and I also understand why I cannot. <laughs> uh, but it was great. It was, it was a great fun experience. That's awesome. Look at us. We're being so fucking nice to each other. I know. What's I'm like, wrong? I mean, probably because about to talk about fighting. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we're like just setting you guys up. Sorry. All right. Well, let's just kind of dive into it. Fighting fair. What's that look like? Well, I think I'd like to put out the idea that I had no fucking idea about how to fight fair. Was not even aware that it was a thing until I was in college and was with my best friend, Carrie, and he had to go like, all right, stop. We are not going to do what we're currently doing, right? Like, and I didn't realize that. The purpose of fighting was not to make the other one emotionally bleed the most, uh, that it was maybe to not set fire to the relationship, that maybe you needed to curb your natural, maybe well-honed instincts to destroy and come at it from somewhere else. That was, that was... From a place of compassion, maybe, without holding a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, you know, and, uh, uh, whoa, you know, whoa. <laughs> who knew, uh, who knew... Anger was not a uh, nuclear weapon in which to detonate whenever you feel sufficiently angry in a relationship. (laughs) Who knew? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wasn't expecting it. Totally wasn't. Um, Especially like uh, Bonnie and I like to say that both of us were raised by wolves. And most of the time fighting was a sport. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, you know, my my parents were both of them. I was telling you, Blake, both of them were gifted communicators, right? They both loved to use words as weapons. But my father was frankly better at it. Who knew a trained prosecutor was the better, like, verbal fighter of the two, you know? And he would make my mother so enraged that she would literally be speechless. And he'd be like, totes win, bye. And, uh. Uh, you know, she would get even. <laughs> and, you know, that's uh, that was the arresting idea, right? Is that the purpose of an argument, especially a fight with somebody that you care about that you're in mm-hmm. a relationship with, the purpose of that argument is not to win, right? Is not, is not to prove your fucking point, is not to have the other person concede, surrender, roll over, and show me their belly and throat. It is, um, <laughs> it's, it's apparently to, like, you know, uh, discuss something that is causing, you know, feelings and conflict in the relationship. Exactly. And to make the other person feel better. Weird. Like, yes, remember, it's not an I, it's a we. We're sitting there having a conversation where you must remember, I love that person that's across from me. I'm not here to see them sobbing in a corner after our discussion. Yeah, that, that, I still have to work at that. I, you know, still have to work at the kind of anger that gets very, very righteous and very, very destructive, right? That, I mean, 
<laughs> this is this is not a real pretty part of me, but it's totally utterly fucking true that if I if I, I I've been so mad at, at friends and and lovers that like when I found out that they've been like in a car accident, I'm like, yeah, that's what you fucking get. <laughs> and I'd be like, all right, calm down, Bonnie. <laughs> like, whoa, no, no, that Let's I have style to, it back there. Yeah, you know, where I'm like, God is on my side because karma just fucked you up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that it's <laughs> try to take the destructiveness out of anger out mm. of the relationship. Like, I don't think that means bottling anger. I don't think that means not expressing it, but it does mean that there's got to be some rules around it. Am I right? Agree. There needs to be rules of communication always when it comes to fighting and anger. What would you say rule number one is? Um, No name calling. Yeah, that's a big one. I would say that it's never okay to start calling somebody names. Rolling into a fight going, yeah, okay, motherfucker. Oh, Oh, so. <laughs> so I, I I do cuss a lot uh, when when angry, but I try not to, you know. Uh, and I actually think that like motherfucker is just a general statement. I don't know <laughs> that you know it's it's nothing like you know you traitorous bitch right something like that. You know it doesn't seem personal. It seems like general. You know I mean I. I call people who cut me off in traffic, motherfucker. You know that uh, I don't know. We do live in Texas. Yes, yes, that's true because they might be armed. Um, yeah, but no, no name calling. Um, uh, that's a thing. What 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 about you? What what do you think is a rule of fighting? Schedule it. Basically, like if I feel if if I've done something that's hurt someone's feelings or like or I've upset them, uh, it's like communicate and let me know. So you just totally stole my thunder. This is what I do. This is this is the fun, amazing joy of being my friend and being in a relationship with me. You're welcome, world. Is that I schedule fights. I you know sometimes in the moment I'm not always aware of how fucking angry I am. Sometimes, you know, Blake says something pithy and then just swans out the fucking door. Uh, <laughs> and I don't have the opportunity to respond. And I, uh, you know, I, I don't like to, I don't like the cold shoulder because that's how my mother does it. I don't like that. I don't like the silent treatment. Cold shoulder silent treatment is not acceptable. I don't like to sit and fester on it. And I, uh, but I also don't like to ambush people. I also don't like, you know, the moment they walk through the door being like, all right, well, now we're doing it, you know? And I, um, so I will schedule hard conversations. I basically just reach out via text and be like, hey, I'm upset. There's some things I want us to talk about. Are you available today after five? <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay, so that sounds, um, but you've been on the receiving end of texts like that. Is no, that, I, 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 I can speak from experience on this, ladies and gentlemen, where it's like, like hey, we need to talk about something that, that really upset me the other day, and um, I'd like to do it at 4 o'clock. Are you available? Are you available? <laughs> or when are you available for us to talk? You know? and when you walk in the room with Bonnie, Bonnie's all set up, much like she is when she's recording. She's like leaning back in her chair. She's got a cocktail in her hand, and she's going, and you can tell it's like, oh, it's on. <laughs> It's on, but as long as I'm seated and relaxed, it's going to be fine. Decades of therapy, people. That's how I feel like that is the most straightforward way in which I can do it. You know, Blake was saying that he doesn't like to hear that, you know, you're angry about something that happened a freaking month ago, right? And I was like, okay, elaborate on that. I'm like, the, I mean, if I've, if I've upset you, hurt your feelings, or did something wrong, call me out on it immediately. That is difficult to do that is a that is a that's a very hard ask to ask of people in general. Sometimes that is a personality trait. My sister being one that'll let you know in the fucking moment, you know, the moment that you've pissed her off. But I would say the rest of us who have been socialized 
more than she has, you know, I, you know, that it, I'm not, I don't trust my temper. I have a real flash temper and I, I can be motherfucking mean, you know? And so that's not always the most useful thing. I try to let you know as soon as I know, but you know, sometimes I don't know that I'm hurt and angry mm-hmm. until it's over. And I've had time to kind of sit and think about it and ruminate, you know? No, what, what I mean is, if you're upset about something, I mean, constructively, let me know so we can talk about it. Yes. The the part that specifically that I got used to when I was younger from, you know, being raised by wolves is um, the weaponization of, like, the, the anger landmine. Okay. Where I have done something or something was done that upset someone. Okay. And it was stored away for a later date. Ah, yes. Like, <laughs> like, 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 my precious. I'm just going to put this right yeah. here. It's like, oh, oh, so I'm going to put that over here. I'm going to wait, 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 wait. And like during the heat of an argument. And another thing, back in March 3rd of 1987, you did this. Yes. And I was really upset. I was super pissed and you fucked up. And you're sitting there going. Oh my God, what I do, what I do, what I do, what I do. I don't even remember 1978. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I think about, uh, yeah, a, a an anger IED, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, where, like, you know, you you did that one thing that really fucking pissed me off, but I decided to forgive you for it without ever telling you about my great act of forgiveness. Yeah. But you know what? Now, motherfucker, I no longer oh, forgive you. That's another thing right there that you just did. Hmm. Having conversations with me that I am not privy to. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, yeah, well, and, and think about it, right? Like, I, I mean, I think we all do this, but the idea where, like, you did something that pissed me off. Here's the process I go through, yeah. right? Uh, you know, um, let me see if I can come up with an example. What do you do that just, oh, okay. So just to get personal about it. Dude, you do fucking nothing for this goddamn podcast. And you just swan in. You're like, you're like fucking Beyonce. You show up and you're like, I'm just here for the talent and here to look pretty. Where's my, where's my makeup? Where's my hair? And I'm like, Blake, I need you to do something. Um, you know, Blake, I need you to post. Blake, I need you to do on something on Twitter. And, uh, you know, that I could, I, I bring it up a lot. So this isn't the first time I've mentioned it, but I could be like, you know, We've been doing this for a year, and I've been like, no, it's fine, Blake, you're fine. I've had conversations with you in my mind where I've forgiven you for (laughs) not posting on Facebook. I've forgiven you for not promoting the podcast because I'm a forgiving fucking person. And you've, but now, now that forgiveness is over. I am no longer Jesus. Now, motherfucker, we're throwing down. That kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's like where you know the conversation you have the shower conversation, you know, it's like you had a discussion a week ago and all of a sudden you're sitting there in the shower washing your hair and you go, damn it, that's what I should have said. Yes. I've won every argument I have ever had by myself in the shower. <laughs> I'm a great orator. I have the pithiest comebacks. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking brilliant. You just got to trust me on this. But, but yes. But again, it's like you have the fantasy conversation of what type of outcome you want for that discussion. And your feelings are based off a discussion that never happened. Well, and, and I think it, it builds resentment, you know, that that was something I had to learn, right? Because, you know, where I came from in the world I came from, that anger was the expressing anger. You only you only got into a fight if you were willing to, to essentially play to fucking win, right? right? And sometimes the way you win is you set fire to the relationship and walk away. 
and see like from my point of view is the most of the time most of the time fighting as like with parents we were taught it was a gaslight yeah oh you have no right to be angry right yeah. that never happened why are you angry right. yeah 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 it was an utter gaslight it's like what are you upset about you have nothing to be upset about would you like me to give you something to be upset about right yeah you know expressing anger was sort of in many ways like a prelude to violence right, right. that is the world you and i both grew up in yeah i mean like bonnie's bonnie's small town and my small town terrifyingly interchangeable yes yes mine has more dust but yes yes mine has more snow yours has more people you, you have a little bit more people but more snow but yeah you know that you know if you're expressing anger to somebody was picking a physical fight right yeah. it, it was you either going to get your ass beat or you're going to give an ass beating right, right. you know that absolutely and that was always the that was the fear right that was the biggest fear it's like all of a sudden and I'm getting an open hand and slapped to the mouth. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the evaluation. You're like, well, there's no real upside to expressing my anger directly. I just need to get the fuck over it, right? Or swallow it or... Yes, you know, um, bury it deep so it can fester. Yeah, or get back to them in a really, like, slimy backdoor way, right? That they can never be traced back to you, right? You know, get sneaky. Um, <laughs> get conniving. Not that that I ever did that at all. Hi. Not at all, ladies and gentlemen. Never, never, never. We will never let my sister on this podcast. She will probably refute <laughs> that. That ever happened. Um, but, you know, when you're a little and you're small, you the only thing, the only, the only thing you have is vengeance. <laughs> It's the only advantage you have. <laughs> this, is, this is where it comes out. It's like all of a sudden the beer bottles come out. Smash, smash. We're having tryouts, everybody. Like <laughs> that, but yes, you get my point. Other other things about fighting fair. Knowing when you're too angry to actually have a fight. Yes, like calling timeouts. That's a, that is. Yeah. Yes. Like go to your perspective corner and say, we need a minute. We need to regroup. Or I can't do this right now. I, you know, basically I've learned about my particular brand of anger is that I have a real flash temper, mm-hmm. right? Especially over like little things, you know, but, you know, and I will, <laughs> right? Uh, and that's, that's, that's good. When I'm, when I'm kind of like, believe it or not, that's, that's a positive thing. Right. Cause that it, it's a flash, right? It, right. I, I compare it to like burning magnesium, right? It's really fucking bright, but it goes away real quick. Right. It is when I, and that's a hot temper, a hot temper, right? And it's when I get very, very cold and very quiet and get very deliberate in what I'm saying. And see, for me, I also get quiet, but you do. it's a defense mechanism because I've said this numerous times. I hate to fight. Hated, 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 because I grew up with it. Well, I mean, but forgive me, you're Mm. a trained therapist. You also know that fighting is a healthy part of a relationship. I do now. Well, (laughs) uh, you know, and we're we're talking about like then and we're talking about now, right? But back then, it's like, I didn't understand any of the dynamics of what this fight was supposed to look like. Because again, I'm coming from a family where a lot of these fights were staged for other people's benefit. What does that mean? It was performance art. So that like they would have a fight in public. Yes. Was it like foreplay? Like why? Why? Like for the life of me, I am not sure. But side note, don't fight in public. Yeah, agree. We're just gonna slip that rule, and it seems obvious. Please yeah. don't pick fights in public. Don't pick fights in public. But it was done in front of other people for their benefit to go. Oh no, this is happening. Oh no, this is happening. Oh, so it was kind of like attention seeking dynasty in Dallas, and you know, not slanting, right? It was, it was a, it was a very public fight to to move the drama story along. Yes, as the meth lab turns. <laughs> as the meth lab turns. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a niche market, but it's growing in popularity across the nation. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, yeah. And like when I would get in a fight, it was there was always. A lot of the times the fights were caused because we were bored. Dang, that is a thing that people that do. I remember like my younger relationships, 
we didn't have anything really to fight about until there was something to fight about. And that something was, dear fucking Lord, why don't you get a new kitchen towel? (laughs) This one's wet. What's wrong with you? It's like, I did not want salt on my popcorn. How dare you? Why didn't you know? You know, that, that, well, that's the thing, right? Like small things tend to set off bigger things, right? You know, uh, small flash tempers tend to be like, oh, this is emblematic of a bigger behavior. You never listen to me. You never think about me. You are thoughtless. You are careless, right? Do not speak in absolutes, everyone. That's another one. Absolutes. Like you always, right? Yeah. You just give perfect examples. You never think about me. You always do this. You always do that. Well, those are genuine feelings, right? In a relationship to a feeling neglected feeling honestly frankly taken for granted right at the core of it human beings are thoughtless creatures who are constantly just thinking about themselves i mean we we actually are we ladies and gentlemen we're all house cats that just like living our best lives yeah right <laughs> and we, we're, just, we're, we're, we're you know uh, it's true i don't always think about you because frankly i spend way too much time thinking about myself uh you know and that and that in a relationship it's easy to feel taken advantage of or ignored you know or taken for granted and, you know, so that when you don't put the fucking salt on the popcorn, I'm like, this is, this is a metaphor. This is a symbol. You know, you always. This is a symbol of our entire relationship. Oh, my God. I know how they feel. Well, I mean, because it feels that way, right? It, it feels hurtful, right? right? You know, anger, anger comes out with, uh, you know, I think, ang- I was talking about this, like, I think anger is a very useful emotion. I think it, it serves as a, as a flashing red light, a warning that, that, uh, a boundary has been crossed, right? A feeling has been hurt. Yeah. Anger is, and now as I'm, as I've gotten older and have matured, I understand anger is a healthy, functional emotion that has to happen. Yes. Anybody that says they walk around, I never get angry. Liar. Agreed. <laughs> Which is why I think it's interesting that we've not really gotten into any real fights in this uh, podcast because that's because you're bottling your anger up, Blake. <laughs> I'm bottling it up. Yes. You're, you're sucking up to the audience trying to be the nice one. That's what I'm saying. Actually, no, audience, I have a fuck it bucket in the back of my head that I just throw it in there so I can fester over it later. You heard it right here, ladies. <laughs> the joy of dating him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, joking aside, it's, I am the nicer one of this podcast. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. But I know that that is a real popular opinion amongst our listeners, and I'm just here to say, like, oh, no, I you were getting snowed, people. Not at all. I'm the nice one. Yes, you might. You just don't hear the conversations before or after the podcast. Someone help me. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Blake comes in like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. That was right. Anyway. Anyhow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, okay, okay, wait, like, let, let's recap for a moment, right? Like, what are the rules of fair fighting, right? What are the rules of Fight Club, right? Yeah, yeah and like, know all the rules. It's like, and no name calling. No name calling, right? If you're, if you're calling people names, even though I would like to put it forth that motherfucker is just a general <laughs> statement, it's not meant personal. <laughs> if you're calling people names, I think you've surrendered the high ground. Uh, I, I think you're, you're not in the right place, right? Right. Try to keep them a moderate tone. Screaming and yelling. Screaming and yelling is actually, I agree, not okay. Because one, it it sounds like you're leading up to something else. Like it's more explosive and can be scary. Yes, it can be violent, right? Yes, you know, yelling is exactly. yelling is is verbal violence, right? Right. Um, and you know sometimes you do need to maybe primal scream and then maybe just go into your room and do your pillow or you yeah, know, go go in your room, bite the pillow, scream into the pillow. I get that. 
But if you cannot have a conversation with me about something we that's going on between us in the tone of voice that we're talking at, we need to take a break. Well, yes. I mean, yes, I agree with that. Like, take a break. Uh, well, and, you know, I guess that's rule number three. Take a break. Table yeah. it. Like, you know, go walk it off. Get uh, get in control of your words, right? It's, it's not always easy to get in control of your emotions, but you are always in control of your words and in yeah. your action. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, if it's just too much, um, you know, take a time out, walk away. Uh, I know that we've done this on one of the episodes, but, like, I think that whole don't go to bed angry thing is bullshit. <laughs> like, nope, sometimes you just need to sleep it off to get over the anger hangover. Yeah. And to kind of see things clearly, you know. Um, in my experience, really, really tired people aren't the best at negotiating a tricky conversation. Exactly. Also, don't argue impaired. So when you're speaking about tired, yes. I mean, like if you're if you just came home and you're six cocktails deep, don't don't don't, don't get into a fight. Don't pick a fight with a drunk either. Don't pick yeah. a fight with somebody who's stoned or something like that. It, it's it is literally an uh, an exercise in pointlessness. Because you're not going to get the validation you want. More than likely, the individual or individuals are not going to remember the conversation. Not going to remember it at all. I will say that's the fun thing about fighting or getting into deep conversations with any kind of drunk. They don't remember shit. It's it's a pointless. Uh, like, let's be honest. How many of you remember those 3 a.m. conversations as you walk outside of a bar getting into a taxi cab? Yeah. Yeah, that's just a, not a great time. Or the thing is, is you'll remember it selectively. Like, you'll remember the one painful thing he said out of context. And he was like, I was talking about the dog. And you're like, you're telling me I was fat. <laughs> I was talking about the dog. You know, so it's like, don't do it. Uh, you always like the dog better than me. <laughs> said me never, but yes. Uh, schedule. I, I like scheduling fights. I do. Because yeah. I, 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 you know, I think we need a heads up. Sometimes, you know, when you do take that, Time away, you know, uh, set up set up a time and, uh, you know, uh, don't ambush them when they walk through the door. Don't mm-hmm. don't uh, store away anger IEDs to lob at ambush moments later. You know, try yeah. to try to address what makes you angry as quickly as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes down at the end of the day, as everyone likes to know, I'm a big fan of the word communication. You are. I mean, it's like you're a therapist or something. Or something. Or something. But, I mean, but that's the core of it, right? Yeah. Like, fighting fair is about trying to communicate mm-hmm. strong feelings, negative feelings, in a way that strengthens the relationship, brings us closer together, as opposed to further apart, by pushing somebody apart, by trying to attack them or injure them or things. Exactly. And with that, when especially if you're just starting a relationship, that's one of the conversations you could have if you're like five, six dates in. So I mean, I feel like that's a real fun. Maybe not first date. It seems weird. No, uh, I didn't I, say first date. I can say like second or third, being like, you know, well, how do you like to fight? Like, mm-hmm. what are your rules for fighting fair? You know, like what is? Yeah, and then where you're able to develop the parameters together mm-hmm. of what potential conversation looks like mm-hmm. that could be hurtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a fun, you can probably learn a lot about somebody from asking that question, you know, yeah. like, what do you, it's like, how do you fight? How do you fight? Like, like, or, like you're like, what? Do you have any rules for fighting? Right. Um, what was your last fight? Like <laughs> <laughs> revealing questions that cater to Bonnie's FBI interrogation flirtation <laughs> aspect. But. Flirtation with Bonnie can be a contact sport. She might kneecap you at the dinner table. I don't hurt people anymore, Blake. Stop, stop saying things like that. 
That's how you come off as the nice one. You just make those offhanded comments about how I'm just randomly violent. And I am not anymore. I've grown as a person. <laughs> she absolutely has grown as a person. She no longer kneecaps you with the collapsible baton she kept in her purse. Never happened. That never existed. He has just made all of that up, ladies and gentlemen. You see how he just lies. Lies. Shut up, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I feel like uh, we've come to the uncomfortable <laughs> question. Oh, uh, Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've got a few of them. Let me think about this. So you're thinking about your uncomfortable question for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have one for you. Okay. What do you feel is your most devious trait when you're fighting? Honestly, I would say, I think, fuck you, Blake. Oh. <laughs> I would say a trait slash instinct slash training thing that I do when I am in an argument is a lawyer's trick that I learned from my father. Okay. Which is to state opinion as if it's fact and then force the other person to disprove it. And when people are hot-headed and angry, they generally cannot outthink it like that. And I it's it's a, you know, it's a it's a domination trick that mm-hmm. lawyers do and I know that I I've used it professionally a lot. And I know that I, it, it's sometimes just sort of built into who I am, right? Sometimes just kind of like, and I, I'm real fast with things, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes I know that I can kind of postulate that when I'm listing all the things you've done wrong, some of them are not actually factual things. They're opinions, <laughs> my opinions of what you've done wrong, right? But I state them as if they're facts mm-hmm. and ask the person to like defend themselves based on my opinion of them, right? And that's a, that's a dirty trick, I think. I think it, um, I think it, it does what it did to my mother, which is it leaves people speechless, right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't know how to, they feel really defenseless, but they have no idea how to even start defending something that they weren't really aware that they were doing. And not sure how to respond. Not sure how to respond, right? And it's um, it's shitty, you know, but it it it, it, it makes me feel like I won because mm-hmm. suddenly you're so mad you can't speak no more. Yay, winning! Except no, maybe not. Um, maybe not. Uh, that's a, uh, I, that's why I try, you know, and you and I have had some doozies of fights i would say we have recently i would say in the past five years we've had some real throwdown absolutely uh bare knuckle kind of all right uh my friend has a a a cunty friend uh you know scale where where some she has to say something that you're not gonna want to hear she's like all right i've got a cunty friend thing to say (laughs) what level do you want it do you want a cunty friend one cunty friend five right (laughs) and you're like all right, I'm willing to take it, but I need you to say it to me gently, right? <laughs> uh, whereas you're like, nah, just just hit me in the face with it, right? Uh, and, you know, we've had some doozies of arguments in the past five years where it's like, country friend five, we're just going there, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, that I I just try to be very straightforward. I, I know that for me, when I want to use sarcasm, when I start using sarcasm, um, and when I, when I start sounding like a lawyer, right? And when you get so worked up that all you do is you just shut down, you just stop talking. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm like, oh, maybe I just, yeah, I don't think that's fair. I did, I did mm-hmm. something that, I did an unfair thing. I've seen this in action, ladies and gentlemen, where, and I know it's on when she cocks her head and smiles. That is a weird thing about me that apparently terrifies uh, people is when I get truly angry, I start smiling like it's Christmas. <laughs> that my face just lights up. Like somebody just gave me a pony and I'm like, oh yeah, it's on, man. You know, I've been on the receiving end of this and I deserved it. You did deserve it. <laughs> I deserved it. I'm not saying I am innocent in this at all, but when she, <laughs> when she cocks your head and smiles, you're like, oh no. 
yes. Yes. Usually when you're baiting me, right? Like I don't, I don't get that. I don't get the Christmas tree smile uh, when we're engaged in a real conversation, but it yeah. was when you're, when you're deflecting and pulling some fucking therapist counselor bullshit on me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, are we, are, are we both going to be cunts, cunts right now? Fuck yes. All right. Then I get to go first. I get to go next. I get to go next. It's my turn. <laughs> Cause you've seen it. We have a, we have a mutual friend who, you know, kind of unfortunately just, I feel like he opens his mouth and just this misogynistic vomit comes out. Like he just kind of can't help himself. Uh, and you know, uh, like the last time I think I was around him, he was just being misogynistic as fuck. And I just kind of had this moment where he, and he used, probably used the word cunt or something like that. I mean, that's not a big trigger word for me. I think maybe bitches, but I was just like, Oh great. Okay. All right. So this is what we're going to do. You get to be misogynistic. I get to be man hating. Can I get to go next? (laughs) My favorite competitive misogyny and emasculation go. Right. You know, uh, and that's, uh, you know, uh, I'm reading in those parts of me. Uh, yeah. You know, so when I feel like when I feel like somebody else is, is moving outside of the rules of fighting fair, I do sometimes let the wolf that I was trained to be be like, oh, does he get to go off the leash? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yes. I don't have to play by rules no more. And yes, I've seen this in action. Now, mind you, when I'm not on the receiving end, I sit back with popcorn. That's weird. That is weird. Yes. You know, not people in my life are like, as long as you're not mad at me, that's just fucking entertaining. And I'm like, hey. Because also when Bonnie gets really angry, you know, she's already fucking funny. But when she gets really angry, she's hilarious. <laughs> and you realize it's like, oh, God, she's angry. She's funny. She's smiling at me. I'm doomed. <laughs> so did so many of my former corporate colleagues figure that out way too late. <laughs> Uh, it really does creep out a room full of grown white men when you just start smiling after they call you a bitch. You just, oh, good. <laughs> I was waiting for this to happen. Yes. Uh, I've lived a weird life. Um, all right, Blake. So my question for you is that what, has, okay. So my experience with you is that you you kind of shut down in fights, right? And so keeping you talking and keeping you engaged in it is mm-hmm. um requires honestly some level of trust and I hate this phrase, but like a sense of safety. It's a safe place here. Right. Safe place to yell at each other. Outside of my experience with you, uh, have you ever had a relationship where you fought, like genuinely fought and really were kind of there and was able to like articulate what you were feeling? I've gotten better over the years, but I remember my ex from Los Angeles. She was a fighter. Okay. And a screamer. And a screamer. Oh dear. Yeah. And get red in the face, you know, just, and that's, that's where I had to learn because like she would sit there flat out and call me out. Oh no, you don't get to be quiet. I'm like, Oh damn. (laughs) Because like, honestly, I would retreat Mm -hmm. just because, I mean, that's what I was conditioned to do when I was younger. It's like, no, because if, when I get angry, all of a sudden, Oh God, there's a six and a half foot tall creature. That's really mad. Yeah, that that you inspire disproportionate fear. Yeah, yes, right. You know, so uh, yeah, I didn't think about that, but then I can see that. Yeah, and like all of a sudden, it's like if like if I could raise my voice, you'd know it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true, and I could see. Okay, so your ex. Yeah, it was actually like like a, like a solid training session. <laughs> you kind of learned to to yell back. Yeah, I, I I assume she wasn't scared of you. Not even remotely, and she was five foot nothing. <laughs> But no, she was not scared of me. But I mean, when she would get angry, she would yell and she'd get, like I said, get red faced. And I had to learn how to respond to that constructively rather than shutting down. And how did you do that? Practice. <laughs> well, because I mean, again, it's like our relationship was turbulent. 
But did you did you have moments where you yelled back and kind of? Yeah, I did. Because you've got a really hyper articulate temper as well. You get very graphic and detailed in the things that you say. <laughs> I'll say. I do. Like sometimes, like being insulted by a Stephen King novel, you're like, "Wow, well, that was gory <laughs> and gruesomely specific." No, it took me practice on how to argue, and also much like with the the subject of this podcast today how to do it fairly and articulate and be articulate about it because I was, I would retreat because threats were involved when fighting started. What kind of threats? Well, it's like, Oh, let me give you something to be angry about. Let me give you something to cry about. Got it. That type of thing. And like I was saying, it was performance art. Like it was done out in public to make a scene, like to embarrass the other. And you didn't want to kind of go off script because right. that will be punished later. Yeah. Yes. And so I'd get quiet and appear very meek. Because that was kind of what your mother wanted of you, right? She she enjoyed the idea of cowing the big man, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the fucking time. Make you like like bringing a dog to heel, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's usually a sign to me that you're really angry is when you, when your body language, you know, going to kind of slump the shoulders down when you kind of like look like a dog that's been mm-hmm. beaten. I'm like, oh, Blake's about to fuck shit up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Like, I don't scream and yell when I, and to this day, I still don't scream or yell when I'm angry. I get really, really quiet. I have heard you scream and yell. I actually do prefer it, prefer it mm-hmm. to the quiet. Because the quiet is just, it's like a, ah. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's infuriating. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the ultimate yeah. uh, dominance move, right? Yeah, if I don't respond. You know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even agree to engage with you, right? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like I'm ignoring you, right? Yeah. It's rude. It's condescending. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that's not what it's meant. I actually have a, several friends, um, male friends, actually, that that is what they did in any kind of conflict, right? Any kind of con- conflict conversation with women or, you know, with, with a significant other, with a romantic partner. They just shut down. And it wasn't even a surrender, right? It wasn't even like that. It was just a, you know, kind of like dissociating. It was essentially like, yeah, dissociating and going away, playing dead. Yeah. Right? Interesting. Okay. So, I mean... I have seen you yell. Uh, you have yelled at me. I don't like to yell. I'm like, I don't. Because, again, like I said, like I come from a household that fully yellers. Everybody, there was always someone screaming about something. And, like, after a while, I mean, like, and, and I was the youngest. So, after a while, it's like, what do you do? I'm going to go hide. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, everybody's screaming in the dining room. And I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And I learned that at a very young age. So if you're, I'm just going to do another follow-up question because it's not real. So with your future relationship, what would you like the top three rules of fair fighting to be? If I fuck up, call me out on it. Like as soon as you're comfortable to call me out on it. Um, No yelling. No yelling. And constructively coming to me like we were saying earlier, hey, this happened the other night. I really want to talk about it because it hurt my feelings. Or it's bothering me or I'm still or angry or, about it. Or I'm bothered or I'm angry about it. Letting me know. Because if I'm not aware of it, can't fix it. I think that's that was my most startling discovery about life. Uh, you know, when Carrie and I were sitting in that NYU dorm room, really just kind of negotiating what are appropriate ways in which we can express mm-hmm. anger at each other. It, I mean, it literally was that nerdy. But how the fuck should we know? We had to just come up with our own rules. Is that I found that it, it, just letting people know when they've, angered me especially over little things and even big things is that they're like oh i didn't i didn't know right i didn't mean to and that how much those words diffuse so much of the anger you know because i was raised by people that definitely meant to piss me off right that 
that they did things intentionally to fuck you up, right? Yeah. That there was a lot of intentionality behind their provocations, you know? And so I, I took that sense that everybody out there was just a fucking asshole and they, when they pissed me off, they meant to do it. And then I learned through just expressing it to people be like, I didn't mean to, that was not what I, that was not my intention. Thank you for telling me, right? right. I, did, I did not realize that taking all the kitchen towels were going to infuriate you. I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> You know, because uh, frankly, I don't think about you that often. I'm still thinking about me, right? You took all the kitchen towels. It's all your fault. It's all my fault. I'm such a hateful person. You know, but there's something to that about like, you know, but it does take practice and trust and, you know, uh, trusting yourself and learning the language. For me, I had to figure out how to say that I was angry without being like, I'm fucking pissed off. Let's fight. You're like, yeah. You know, because really trying to pinpoint what it is that made me angry, which is that usually that you hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And just saying that as the opening line is so disarming to anybody who cares about you, right? Because anybody who cares about me, if I say that you hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. they immediately go, oh, why? I didn't tell me. I didn't mean to, right? Mm-hmm. They don't automatically get defensive. Right. It's it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, that's usually their first reaction. I'm sorry. I didn't. How? What happened? You know, because they don't. Yeah. They didn't know. Also, like, yeah, if I fucked up something, let me know. So I can sit there and go. Noted. My behavior sucked and let me own it. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same, right? I, I mean, I'm as close to perfect as one can get. But, you know, every now and then, I guess I am mistaken. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I do bad things, wrong things, you know. It's, uh, yeah, just let me know, right? And that, But it takes a lot of courage and a lot of trust to just say it. It does. And practice. And practice. And I think as much as it is the rules around what you say in a fair fight, I think there's something to be said for how to be a pre- like a listener, a, mm-hmm. a hearer, or a participant in a fair fight. Right. And it is somewhat to try to hold on to that knee-jerk reaction to defend oneself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also realizing a fight is not the end of the world. No. It's not. It, and if it feels like it's the end of the world, that's when you should take a time out. Yeah. Right? When you feel when you feel existentially threatened, right? When you feel like I might die, yeah. you know, or like this relationship might die. Like this is a relationship killing fight, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when you need to like, let's bring this, let's bring these stakes let's down. Let's dial just this a touch. back. Yeah. Let's come back with cooler heads. I feel like I was about to say something and I forget what it was. You just interrupted me with your brilliance, Blake. <laughs> How dare you? Um, something about fighting. Oh, that, uh, oh. that brilliance is gone. It is lost forever. It's your fault. Absolutely my fault. Totally your fault. I am terribly sorry that I lost your brilliance. I don't believe you're, I don't believe you. I don't believe you're terribly sorry at all. Fake news. No. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I I think this is a real fun question actually to put out to our listeners is, you know, what are your rules for fighting fair in a relationship? I think, I think we'll probably come out with a lot of the same core. Oh, I fucking remember it now. Never mind. I knew it was coming. (laughs) You know, that to be a listener, right? How to be a good listener in a, you know, fight, right? Right. How how to not be knee-jerk reactive, not knee-jerk defensive. I find that uh, what's really so tempting when somebody comes to me and says, you know, you really hurt my feelings, I'm really angry, you did this, right? It it can be, you know, most most fights kind of start pretty accusatory, you know, uh, and however much we're supposed to try to use I statements, you know, I always think my my favorite, like, form of, like, I statements. I feel really angry when you're an asshole, right? (laughs) That's just me, like, I feel really angry when you drink too much and become a dick, right? You know, that, like, you know, I feel like I feel this when accusatory statement, right? That tends to be how I statements go in right. my experience. That instead of like maybe the instinct is to argue with them the subject of the matter, right? Like to say like, you know, I, I'm i never drunk, right? You know, you, you you kind of start defending the behavior that just got attacked, right? Okay. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. You know, and then the, instead of, and that's where I think you get into this 
tit for tat, this, this competition about being right, right? Who's right? You know, where that, where really what they're saying is that like, I, you have hurt me, right? My, my feelings are hurt. I feel betrayed. I feel transgressed again. You know, it's not a competition. No. And, and then to, to maybe not argue about whether or not they have the right to be angry, right? Or what happened really is what happened. I find like people get into like, well, that didn't happen. Like the gaslighting, the thing we were talking about, what you're angry about didn't even happen. So you have no reason to be angry is to just not get into that level of uh, lawyering, because that is a lawyering. You're like suddenly we're in a trial and you have to present evidence and you're testifying witness, right? To take the lawyer out of it and try to just focus on whether or not their perception of what happened is true or accurate, how they're feeling about it is true and accurate. So engage with the feeling, you know, as opposed to engaging with the debatable uh, truthiness of it. Right. Right. You know, and that's, that's about, you know, my feelings were hurt when you did this, this a thing and essentially insert this, this things when you didn't listen to me or I didn't feel listened to, I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel right. Like if you can engage with that, that usually solves the, the issue. That's usually what the, that's what the apology needs to be is that I'm sorry that I scared you. Right. I'm sorry that I let you down. You know, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm sorry that, that I made you feel let down. Right. You know, uh, those kinds of things. And that, that tends to just get rid of the, cause that's what, that's what, that's what anger is supposed to do. It's supposed to just help people communicate better about boundaries that have been crossed in the relationship. Exactly. And like when those boundaries are crossed, having that constructive conversation and being honest about your feelings with it. It's why I schedule fights even with friends is because I, I can't, I can't, it's a sign of love, believe it or not, you know, cause the people I don't, the people I don't fight with, I leave. Yeah, and it's also, it's also, I mean, it's also a sign to respect, too, because you're sitting there, like, I respect you enough to want to have this conversation with you. Yes. It's like your friendship, you, our relationship means something to me. Enough that I'm willing to do something that's kind of scary and uncomfortable, but I want to do it because I, I love you and I want, I love you and I don't want to feel this way. Right. About you, you know, or about our relationship, you know, that fighting fair is a sign of love. It's a sign of a healthy relationship, and that's. Completely counter to the way we were raised, which is why we've come up with our own rules, which is why we want to hear your rules. We want to hear the rules of fighting fair. Damn, we'll be, we're going to be posting some discussions in the Facebook page that we would really like you all to get involved in because we want to hear your feedback, especially on this topic. Especially on this topic. And if you've got some things to say and you kind of want to be a little bit anonymous, as always, send it in info at drinkingwithyourex.com. Well, oh my God. Thank you guys. We're well, we're happy to be back. We're so happy to be back. We miss doing this. It has been fun. And, uh, you know, (laughs) you're welcome. You get more of us. Yeah. And like, as as Bonnie was saying earlier in the episode, that we are going to be working on getting our Patreon set up. Um, We're also going to be working on the blog on the website. And more swag and more subscriptions and more, more, more. You're just getting more of us. You're welcome. It's all coming in. Well, I'm Bonnie Neal. And I am Blake Thompson. It is time for a refill. Thanks, guys. Bye.